Okay, we're live. Well, we're no live. Don't have a flat heart attack. We're recording. Yeah, I <laughs> never. I've not done any of these live yet. Anyway, anybody that's uh, watching this, my name is David Wild, uh, filmmaker acting from Scotland. This is Stephen Brady, an actor who's also made films in the past and produced some, haven't you? Um, I wouldn't. I a long time ago I made a small, a small short film. I I wouldn't really mm-hmm. class it as much of a film. Yeah, but I, I Ma- made something. I made something. Yeah, you did. You did mainly mainly acting, but um, but uh, yeah. So thought we'd do a little podcast here because Stevie's worked with me for a, a long. Oh fuck! I lost track. How long is it? For a long time. Fifty years. Probably about <laughs> I, about twelve. Twelve years, probably. Probably about twelve years. Possibly. Um, because um, I because my uh, my David, he's. He's 13 now, so before he was born. So, yeah. I saw, say, 15 years. So, how did we first connect? I think it was through bloody member MySpace. I think was, so, I. Yeah. I was on, I put up a wee showreel or something of some of the wee films that I was doing. Yeah. And you saw the showreel, and I just took That's it right. out to MySpace, and you, you saw the showreel, and you thought, you give me a yeah. shot. So. Yeah, I remember that. I saw a little show deal and I saw a little behind the scenes. I saw this guy playing a bit with a gun. I think it was behind the scenes. Playing a bit, no, was playing a bit. The, you're on the site of film. You want to play a bit with a gun behind the scenes. I, it, was, I, it was. It was behind the scenes. I playing around with a gun. It was, I, they were, I was getting interviewed. One of these things where I don't like really doing. I was getting interviewed. So it was just yeah, mucking yeah. Aye, aye. But you seem quite cocky or something. You seem relaxed and cocky, but ironically, you don't like doing those interviews. But um, <laughs> I think at the time I was making a film called Mission X about a bunch of mercenaries um, that gets followed a bit by a film student. When I think about it now, an absurd story, but um, it was the time I found footage films. Um, so I needed an ensemble cast, about seven guys or something. Um, aye. And uh, I made... I know, I know. I, I, I don't even think I'd, we had an audition or nothing like that. I think I met you in a pub, didn't I? That's right. We met in um, uh, Merchant City. Merchant City. O'Neill's. O'Neill's, yeah. O'Neill's, aye. Um, well, the thing is, when you've already seen somebody on camera and you know they can act, for me, anyway, I say this to a lot of actors, and you know, I think you just want to know about the person. You want to know what they're like. You want to know... Because for me, you can be somebody, somebody can be really a good actor and then you get to see them and get your thing with them you go, I don't know, what was this person? Or vice versa, you know what I mean? I was um, pretty much, it was more of a, like, a meet-up. It wasn't actually an interview or an audition. It was just, right, let's just, have a point. It was a chat. Yeah, doing, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, it was that. And just before we get to that, and quickly, because um, we're going to summarise too quickly the films and get to this new project, what had you done before um you know briefly acting wise i was working on um oh, what's the name of it a wee series called night is day right where, uh, uh the the director of that was fraser cool right so and it was actually behind the scenes on that way uh, right you saw that video of me so i was i was working on that plus then i done my own wee film called uh, My New Home. Had you done any acting in Ireland? I never asked you that before, I can't remember. Not much, not a lot. I When I came over here, I'd done, I'd done um, uh, what you call it, extras. I signed up to an extras agency over That's there. Right. And I, didn't, I didn't like doing the extra work. 
because I hate that sitting around all day watching all the other actors doing all the acting work. So one yeah. day says, right, I'm going to, I'm going to give that a shot. I want to actually like, have some lines, have something to say. So yeah. when I came over here to Scotland, I went to uh, college. So I says, right, that's the first place to start. So I just went to college and done uh, acting and performing there. <coughs> and then just, just sort of went from there, really. Because I, I, ex, I talked about another um, podcast about extras are different animal doing totally the extra work no, it's I fine if you're doing it if that's what you want to do but see if you want to do acting it's like it's a main fuck you know it was when i was in college it was mostly stage work which i love to do and i love doing the stage work it's totally yeah. different as well than like, yeah. filming yeah. the camera but. yeah yeah because when i done, I done some extra work when i came back to scotland for london and a war movie johnny johnny lee miller was in it and somebody else and it was that set. You know. I was actually in something as an extra with Johnny Lee Miller, and it was called The right. Escapist. Right. Have you ever seen right. The Escapist? I don't no, know. No. Uh, um, and it was locked in. A, it was inside a prison over in right. uh, in Dublin, and inside this prison actually felt like a prison because we were behind yeah. the bars, like, right. literally shot inside a real prison, and like, yeah. couldn't do that and stuck for hours sitting down just waiting for your fucking your walk on parts to happen. Oh, I know. It was. I, I was like, I was, hey, hey, when I first started to get acting parts in student films and I had lines, it was fucking boring, never made me an extra role because everything moves so slow. I told you before, many times before, I'm waiting to do a scene, I'm all fired up, and then it's like they come 12 hours later and I'm fucking dead, you know. Um, that's why you have to be able to conserve your energy, but if you're a successful actor, you can conserve your energy in a trailer somewhere and do something else. But exactly, when, I, I. You know what I mean? You can, you know. So that's why I get the act, uh, writing stuff. I was like, I'm going to just fucking write my own stuff. And, you know. But when we first, so really, one of your first ones, then films stuff, was probably Mission X, what we worked on. Pretty much, aye. That was the very first uh, right. feature, aye, aye. Yeah, yeah. And there was a bunch of guys in that. There was probably about 70 years, wasn't there? Um, again, film student follows a bunch of mercenaries about, which was a, a silly fucking story, but fine with that, a kind of reality yeah. type thing. And uh, so I never really knew you much as such on that film because there was so many years. Right. Um, there was quite a few years. So I never got, it's not like when you're working with an actor that's a 200, you know. But I think it was a, it was a good, it was a good shoot because we all sort of really got to know each other well over that. Yeah, time. it was, so did, aye. And we kept aye. some friendships because of that. Yeah, yeah. Aye, because we had a couple of days or something in a building before they go and do this attack, so they're kind of hanging out with each other, which kind of ended up happening in within, you know, after the shoot as well, during the shoot and breaks and stuff. Nice. So, uh, and, uh, and then it was, so we'd have all that dialogue, talky stuff, as they were waiting to do their gun stuff, and then we had that insane gun battle in Glasgow. Um, Aye, that was insane. <laughs> which, when I think back now, um, How did yeah, we get away with it? How did we get away with that? I mean, for anybody watching, we we done it legally and everything else. We shot... Uh, uh, we had the proper armour and the police were involved and everything. Yeah, and this is what I was talking to about somebody the other day with this whole Alec Baldwin thing. It's absurd to me because they had a budget of a few million and they get this young armourer because they're, they're all trying to crucify this young armourer. She's 24 years old, almost no experience. I'm sorry, that is not the right person for the job because even in the film that we worked on, it was a like, three grand film and we had a top armourer. Not do you know what I mean? Eye. And we had no budget, so that's you know. So there was no excuse for. But I don't want to get into that anyway. But uh, yeah, we shot AK forty sevens, blank firing AK forty sevens in the centre of Glasgow on a Saturday morning, which I think the actors liked. 
It was the fun part of the job, eh? It's always good when you can you can play with your guns and play with the tools. <laughs> but they were fucking scary. I mean, it was, it's not fine handguns. I mean, these things no. were uh, cannons, you know. Thank God I'm loud. Um, I thought if I, if I put any clips in here, I'll put some clips in here over us, you know. I um, probably could, I because it's quite a few clips that was got that day. Aye. Did you know put something on YouTube and it kind of... I did, some... but over time, over time, uh, YouTube, anything to do with guns, you just deleted them. So yeah, couldn't yeah. use them anymore. I had to shoot out cotton Glasgow and it was generating quite a lot of hits. Everyone yeah. was thinking it was a real shoot out cotton Glasgow, but then you yeah. took it down because it's, they thought it was real as well. There was another guy put it on and he got like hundreds of views or something like that, you know. Um, nice. But if that was today, I mean, you've got videos of cops killing people in fucking America on YouTube now. I mean, so that's Aye. tame. God forbid <laughs> you know. show the handcuffs. You can't show actually somebody getting handcuffed in the film, but you can show them bloody shooting down somebody, which is crazy. Aye. Oh, you can show them getting shot on camera. I know, it's absurd. Anyway, so we did that film. Um, and I just had done that was my first film since I'd done my kind of industry film like years before. I, that was my, you, you know, you, what was your first one? Was um, the one uh, Pasty Faces? I can't even so, see the fucking title, man. You know that I've talked about it in bars for years and bored the fucking ass off you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I no, for anybody who doesn't saw this for the first time, I made an industry feature film in America, uh, Scotland, LA, and Las Vegas. It's funded by Guy Ritchie's company, uh, producer, funder. Um, and it wasn't a great experience, you know, and for many reasons, reasons that I fucked up with, reasons that too many producers and too many voices, and that was an experience. So um, it got into cinema, it had done well on DVD, and got in television, it had done well, I got other offers, but I just kind of self-destructed for a few years. And Mission X was the first film really to come back and I go, right, I don't want to, because there was producers on that, I just want to, I want to do something, this new technology, that was just starting to come in. We kept, it was still a camcorder we were shooting on, wasn't it? Didn't have phones or DSLRs for Mission X. Um, I thought, I just want to, okay, I want to produce something, I want to write it, direct it, and see if I can control with the, all these voices, you know. Nice. Um, so actually, it did, I mean, for what it was, it was a kind of found footage film, and uh, the actual, you, uh, the audience cinema in Glasgow, was it the UG's, what's that cinema in Glasgow, the big one, it's called... Um, and the biggest cinema in Glasgow, they wanted it. They saw the poster. They said they would put it in every cinema in Scotland. Showcase. Showcase. Show, yeah, and I needed some posters. I couldn't get the money for the posters because there was no crowdfunding back then. Try to get money for the Scottish film area. And it's like, that's like trying to get fucking milk out of statues, tits, getting money out of there. Um, so um, anyway, just put it online. It was a start, like an online video, very start, and uh, went for it. I think somebody actually screened it in America and put it on a screen. They asked if they could screen it and screened it there. Um, but things came for it, you know, uh, things come for it, you know, because I, I, I connected with a couple in America and I made a horror movie because of Mission X because they saw it. So there's always a good thing comes for it, doing stuff, you know, uh, and what can we use, you know? I, did you not do it because you wanted to get away from the, the industry itself and you wanted to go alone? do it your own way your own style no i've said this before it wasn't so much i wanted to get away from the industry it's like i learned that i got a budget of three hundred fifty thousand for my first film but when i was in the circuit i saw filmmakers like christopher nolan were actually in the circuit at the time and they he made his film for seven thousand robert rodriguez who was a big fan i made his film for seven thousand all these first directors with big visions made their films for fuck all where i had i was just starting out and i made my film with a budget so basically um, you got lucky the more, with the first film. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, I, it was the timing was right because this Guy Ritchie movie was out and they were looking for kind of comedy, silly movies. So the time, time was right. Um, and and there was pressure on me because of that because they think, oh, it's maybe going to be another lock stock. And I said, well, no fucking pressure. I mean, do you know what I mean? Because even lock stock and two smoking barrels were actually was going to bomb. It was actually going to be a, the producer, the finance that gave me money told me it was going to bomb. The only reason they get picked up is because of the soundtrack. And Vinnie Jones got a bit in the news, you know. So yeah, I had a lot of pressure. So it wasn't I was trying to get away from the industry stuff. It was more to do with I lost a lot of control with the film, you know. Um, even though I was inexperienced. So I wanted to start like those guys that I talked about. Biggest directors in the world usually start with no money. Um, so I wanted to go back to that. And, and if I came back to it, I, didn't, I, I lost interest for it. If I came back to it, I was going to come back on one terms and start right. making films from the ground up again. You know, And then, of course, as times went on, the technologies got better and people were building their own audiences. But anyway, when I connected, when I did that film with you, I think it was probably another couple of years or a year and a half or something before I did anything else, wasn't it? Because I was pushing that out there, you know. Aye, aye. Um, and then after, what, what was the one we moved on to after that? We'd done a tiny short film. Yeah. Aye, yeah, the tiny short film before... Oh, no, did that not go to America to make Screen? Aye, that's right. Aye, you went to America. I, I connected with a couple in the States and I went to do this driving movie in the States to do a horror movie called Screen, um, a feature. So I'd done that and then when I came back and I was playing, I was finishing that, um, then I just wanted to get to a, a shot or something. So that's when I connected with you again. We met up. That's right, aye. And I mean, this short version. We've done a, a um, Call Girl. Call Girl, aye. Yeah. Which, uh, which you were great in, but again, and this is the thing, when I made my first movie, I had a sound team there that were dealing with the sound, and then when I made Mission X, the sound didn't have to be great, because it was meant to be a fucking rough camcorder movie, and you know, you could get away with it, that sort of stuff. No, so I, I really, had, I didn't have a great deal of experience with sound, which is paramount sound is everything you know as we know now and um, so and I think because done... of that because of that you took the sound on board and you were then yeah you know about the sound on other teams oh I so had time. To, suppose you, you have, have to, to yeah you have to make mistakes to learn from. you have to make the mistakes because in call girl you were actually sitting at some points with another fucking camera as if that was the sounds grabbing the sound right. another... right. yeah. and, then, and then at one bit one scene that you're in it with the actress the sound was so fucking bad they gave you subtitles that's right. Aye, aye. Do you, I, I says we'll make it look like a French art movie or something, you know. And it's like, and somebody did say to me, I, I like to quote the art in nature of the way the subtitles and what's because the sound was fucking shit, you know. Uh, that was, that was <laughs> no accident. Yeah, yeah. But that's when I, um, I think that's when I get the, you know, when I when I worked with you on that, because there was quite a few mistakes and I was cutting my teeth and experimenting. I expected maybe you and the other to go, fuck this. This guy doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, I'm I off. didn't. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd made yeah, a feat. I, well, this is the thing. This is the thing. I'd made, but then I'd made a feature film, Mission X, and I was on my third feature film, right? But when it comes to sound, because those other things were kind of taken care of, you're still learning. You're always fucking learning. And you know, Stevie, you've been with me for years in every single right. level. Um, yeah, but yeah, also have to take on board that it's a total separate job. Like, camera guy exactly. is a camera guy, sound yeah. guy is a sound guy. We yeah. just didn't have the people to do it, so we had you have to just do it all yourself. I'm doing you everything. Learned, you, you learned all the parts of the trade, 
Yeah, yeah. Even the editing, right down to the editing. Uh, but I always say, well, it's not so much, and it, it's more to do because that would cost money for people, and I mean, you've not got money. And I always say, if I ever got back to industry movies as well, then I want to, I really want to know everybody's job. I don't need to know an expert, I'm just basics here. Because when I was in my first no, film, I didn't know anybody's fucking job. I didn't know what half the people done. It was 50 a career, I didn't know what the fuck I'd done, which is terrible. Um, so I, I wanted to know, and, and Christopher Nolan talked about this in an interview when he did corporate videos, he wanted to know every single job and everything about the sound and lenses and everything else. So, um, but anyway, so we done Call Girl, um, which it was what it was, fucking through it on YouTube or something like that. I think it's still, it's, I think it's on Vimeo. And then we did, um, what the fuck else did we do? Did we start Crime Lord? I think I we did. I think that, that led to Crime Lord because that was sort of a character from the Crime, the, crime Lord. The, ca the character was taken from that. There's a similar character which I threw into Crime Lord before Crime Lord existed. Um, when I came up with this idea for this crime writing criminal and he comes out of prison and he wants to go straight writing novels. The novels don't take off. So he's partnered in crime that he's known for years before. You're an ex-pornographer. Filmmaker, when any pornography to make money, but as 15 years has passed, the technology is advanced. You're not making any money with pornography anymore because it's going you know, online, everybody's doing themselves. So we get together and then try to do a partnership and come up with some schemes. And I use, you know, so that's how it's went. But um, the I think we done Crime Lord as a first film for 40 minutes and then I binned that, didn't I? <laughs> um, you didn't, I, did you actually bin it? Or did you not? Did you not use some of it? I, Instead of making a film, you made the first episode. You turned I made it the, a series. I made the first episode, which was forty minutes long, with you in it, and you and me starring in it, and, and somebody else, I think James Jim Sweeney. And I put it on YouTube because some people backed it, so I put it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then within a few weeks, it's just like I don't like it. It's no, it's no. I think if you say crime lord and some crime stuff, you've got to kind of deliver do what it says on the tin. I don't think it delivered enough. Hey, we're working no. on budgets here, but I just thought, I just I didn't need. Um, and I thought, if we're going to do other episodes, then the first episode has to be, I have to be still happy enough to start it off. Aye. Um, so this is what I'm always wondering. So, you know, this is why people say, no, you make films and stuff, but uh, hey, I've fucked up along the way in many things, having to make mistakes. And, uh, and, and I've got a question for you. Well, why did you stick by me? <laughs> <laughs> because like you you know you know me now or why I do it. I don't do it as a job, I do it as a hobby, I just like doing it. So that's why that's why I stick around. Whenever something comes you want to do something, I'll be there to do it. Does that know when some people up when you say we've had this conversation before when you say you do it as a hobby? Ah, you can it can wind some people up the wrong way, but you know what? That's them. I'm me, I do what I want to do. And I treat I, it as a hobby. And we've I, talked I, I don't about, want I, it. I don't want to get Oscars in the in the industry. I don't want to walk down red carpets. I just like doing this as a fun, as hobby. Pick up a camera and just record and see what we can make, see what happens. But this is the point. I think that's what people miss. And we've talked about this before. When I say it was um, when I started doing these films again, digital, it's like a hobby. And then people would think, oh, you're, you know, and I've had filmmakers say, well, no, this is my profession. This, I'm a professional, even though you don't earn any fucking money for it, whatever. Um, the, that's the point. The point is, that people that have become the next fucking tech people, the giants of the world, are people that have become the filmmakers, started off with 8mm cameras, or started off with computers in their bedroom, and they were geeks as hobbyists. Ah, you hobby. enjoying doing it. They weren't saying, I need to make a career before they've even fucking done it. 
you know, no. you have to fall in love with something and you have to do it as like your, your pastime and your hobby for years and years and years. And if you do it for your pastime, then you get a point where you go, I can maybe do this for a job. Do you know what I mean? One day, hopefully, or no hopefully, no, whatever. That, cause, and I can say that as well. And that's why I respond to what you say there because the first film that I've done, suddenly I get a fucking film deal and I don't know how to make a fucking film. You know, whereas normally when people get a budget, they've usually made short films and music videos for years and they make all the mistakes no, I... there. And people trust them more. Whereas if you get a film deal and you know and you've you're making a lot of mistakes with three hundred and fifty thousand, you you should be making the mistakes with three hundred and fifty quid, you know. So it's the hobbyist thing is I think it's important, you know, for years. And then and then you get a point, you do it, and then you go, if people offer you work, then it can turn into a fucking job or you know, do you know what I mean? I think I think that's a I think that's the point where we're trying to get across, you know. You know. But you know. All right, so what was I right, so we went then from that we the first film of Prime Lords, the forty minutes that, yeah, that we done, that? and then I you decided it. to bin. Uh, you scrapped that. How how soon after it did we actually go and start the series? Prime Lords was it? Was it nearly three months later? I don't think it was that long. I don't think it was any more than six months or something. Um, but then we done done another version, and the other version had more guns and shit. And remember the shoot the pump and right. And stuff like that, so that it was more kind of okay. It was still no budget, but for, it just did more what it said on the tin, you know. Um, and I think we just, I mean, we just kept rolling. Um, what was your experience on it, working on it, you know? That's just another thing, another me learning to to be an actor, as you as you can tell. But um, no, I, I, enjoyed, well, that, I enjoyed the full I, experience of. of but I think that's, that's what I keep saying. I think that's the thing where there's too much pressure these days to get a BAFTA or to get this or to get a, where people just go, just enjoy the process of fucking doing stuff. Whether that's you, all I do. Whether you're acting in something or whether, because I've seen the change in you over the years, getting better and better as an actor. I mean, you, when I first saw you, you were always really good. And then, but I've seen over the years getting better and getting more, getting more used to the technical, you know. Aye. Um, uh, that you would know and say, wait, we're going to do a way, we're going to do this, so there's a goal post here. Um, and you only get that by doing it more, you know. I know, you're not relying on everybody to tell you what to do. You start to pick up over time what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, you don't. I don't think you need acting. I mean, what do you think about acting skills as opposed to just doing it? Or do you think it can be a, a, a thing for both of them? Or going to an acting school where I was just doing it both, would you think? Well, for me, you know what, it helped me. It helped right. me sort of understand it. So, yeah, going to acting school it was good for me. It sort of gave me the taste. When you're starting from nothing and you don't know where to go, you don't know where to start, acting school is the best way, best place to start. Or do a, I don't know, nighttime course or something like that. Yeah. Just to get a taste of what yeah. is expected from you. And yeah. just learning, learning the, the very basics of it. But then most yeah. of it, it's, I'm guessing most of it, it's all, it's all natural. Like, you don't really act, you just, and it's hard to explain. But some people but do, like, I mean. Aye, it's like, I suppose it's different if you're on stage, you have to act, you have to portray your voice, you have to do things differently than um, on camera. But we're on camera, 
I try not to act. I just try and, but it is acting in a way. I, I find it hard to explain what I want to say, but anyway. No, I, no, I, know what I, no I know what you're saying. Um, there's, um, well, we know we've done it many times. We've went like that and then we've went and then we've looked and went, that's a bit big, isn't it? That's a bit over the top, you know. Aye. Let's take it down. You know, sometimes you think you have to do more and then you, you realise you, you, you have to do less. I was having a yeah. conversation with Cameron Jack a few last last year on this podcast. Cameron Jack's acted in big movies like The Dark Knight Rises, right down to TV stuff. And he was talking about that when he was on the set of Dark Knight Rises and Anne Hathaway and Kristen, uh, what do you call him, Tom Hardy's there, and, and, you know, another actor, Gary Oldman. And he says that everybody was so quiet and so small and so and they're almost whispering and it's like not until you see it on the big screen you see what they're doing but it's so Aye. subtle you know and we've kind of learned Aye. that over the years to get more subtle you know yeah it's more the expression the facial expressions do less more you know. that. Aye. Aye. doing yeah. less is more uncomfortable. although sometimes i've looked at me and some stuff and i'm going right i'm doing too fucking little there <laughs> there was Aye, one scene with there was one scene in Crime or somewhere that we were in the car park and it was almost that I just was doing uh, and I, I think it was because of all the problems that happened me shooting that day and that morning and I was just my head was elsewhere and it looked as if it's fucking elsewhere, you know. But uh, but and, have you had experience on stage then? Yeah, I've done a few. But that was Did back you... in, in college. I uh, so I've done done some Shakespeare, done some uh yeah uh, uh, pantomimes. We done a show uh or what was it? Oh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. We done a, a stage version of that. All right, um, right. The Shakespeare one was uh, Midsummer's Night Dream, where I played Oberon, the the king, the leader, or whatever it was. Right. Um, and then Cinderella. Three Were shows. Cinder- three. I, I wasn't I hope Cinderella. You, I was. The I hope you book it on Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying for a ticket for that. <laughs> well, maybe if you get the wig on. <laughs> but no, it's it's an enjoyable thing going on stage where you have to be on your toes where you can't muck up the lines where on camera you can start the camera again but where well, on stage you can't you have to like try and improvise your way back into character well this is a this is a point that i don't know many filmmakers and actually filmmakers send me dms a lot um, and, and talk about actors that the actors know in your lanes and your films and whatever. I'm like, hey, don't even fucking go there, man. And I see them posting the bit of Stanley Kubrick. There's a Stanley Kubrick talking about the actors don't learn their fucking lanes, right? <laughs> and it's like, and there's a lot of filmmakers, and it's a, I get it, you know, and it's like, and so my point I'm trying to make is, uh, and I've done it in the past when I started acting, I was fucking useless, and you know, so I understand it. But it's like we've what we've found me before, hey. And sometimes I'm giving you the lines at the fucking last minute, so I can't expect you to learn the lines in five minutes, right? Yeah, our, um, our scene gets broke five minutes before we go on. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's different. Uh, but I'm I'm talking about actors get the script a few weeks before and they don't learn the lines. And the, if you don't learn your lines, in fact, there was a, a filmmaker just talking to me that day, and he said that he had the three actors and the two actors are lined, the lines were were perfect. The other actor didn't learn the fucking lines, so completely threw the other actors. And because he threw the other actors, the shoot took longer, and then it took longer in post to cut and everything else. So it's a domino effect, you know. So actors no learning, you know. It's not fair on the other uh, actor you're acting with 
Yeah. If you don't lay in your lines and you know they're laying in the lines, that's not fair. If one is pulling all the, the weight and the other yeah. one isn't, and it's just, yeah. and then the other one is trying to carry the one that didn't lay in the lines. Yeah. And, and I think, I suppose you can get away with it if it was like your solo team where you just rely yeah. on yourself. Yeah. You can get away with it. And you can get away with it if it's just kind of, like we were shooting the other day, a, a character wandering the boot, there's not many lines. It's a very visual film, you know. But, uh, and and the thing is, you can't really be in the character if you don't know your fucking lines when talking to another actor because you're just reaching for your lines all the time. The thing's the subtext. And if you don't get the subtext, you know, you have to learn your line. Hopkins says this. You have to learn your lines so much that you forget them. And if you forget them, though, you don't forget them, but you learn them so much they're just second nature so that you can be free in the scene, that you're not just grabbing yeah. for your lines. Um and I brought that up because there's so many filmmakers lately I've talked to, but then that's the, that's the biggest bug with fucking actors. And this is I came it came to me because you were talking about stage there. Put it this way: if you were going to go on stage and say it's Monday night and one stage on Monday night, um, you've learned your lines four six weeks before, you know. But if you're on stage Monday night, you go and you're on the train going to or the car going to the fucking theatre, you go, I'll just busk it. I just start with my lines when I go on stage. You never fucking do it. It's a nightmare, yeah. you know. No, I, I, impossible. So you have to treat it the Unless same. Unless you've discipline. got a photographic memory and you can fucking do it that way, but Jesus. But um, anyway, anyway, so if any actors watching this, learn your fucking lines. Do you know what I mean? Um, unless <laughs> you want to mean because I hardly learn mine. <laughs> <laughs> you get away with it because I usually give you very short notice, so you're forgiven. Aye, aye. You know, um, and it's different with you and me because I'm learning my lines because I'm doing everything I'm shooting, and we have a read through. And sometimes we're really stuck at the start. And the minute we've done a fourth reading, we're almost just flown into it, and that's it. Aye. Do you know what I mean? It's like a mini rehearsal, you know. Aye, because the words you can play around with the words, and we start to know the character. So that's it. Well, especially in crime lords, I think we're moving away from our comfort zone now. But in crime lords, we were so locked into that that it was pretty, you know, getting into a soap Aye. almost. You know what I mean? Um, Talking about crime lords, yes. It decided to put a, a, a lid on it. Is there a reason why it decided to put a lid on it? Yeah, the reason being, I mean, this the first season, right, again, it was what it is. Tiny. I mean, we did it just to do an acting thing and get stuff out there, and then it turned into a wee series. Um, but it took a long time, the first one. I mean, yeah. when you remember, it did. It was a few years. Because you can only make one film if I can every nine months or something, because... Even though you're doing it for no money, the start, that first season still cost me a few thousand quid. Still cost a lot, aye. And a lot it was funded by myself and little things. And you and you see these crowdfundings online, you see a lot, of, but a lot of the crowdfunding is like five quid, ten quid here. You may have a lot of backers, but you know, so it took a few years. Um, and then by the time we got the second one, ironically, the second one was ten times cheaper, it was ten times faster, it looked better, because the technology got better, I got more experienced. Um if it went the pace of the ones before, um, but it was too, it's too many years past. Like I would need a hundred episodes out there before it gets real traction, you know. Yeah, and you just didn't have the money to keep self funded. It, it needed going out every single week almost. Do you know what I mean? It didn't have the money, and then you kind of take investors' money for a thing that goes online for free. It doesn't work like that. But um, and I think it was getting to the point. It's not really the, the series. It's not really the the story that I really want if I continue it because. Uh, and I've talked to you this before. It's a much darker, grittier series. And it was set in America. Um, but obviously, we need money when we're going to fucking America. Shut up, you know. So right. the, novel, the novel version, I've got the novel version coming out this year, in the middle of the year. 
is the real story that I wanted to do. So, hey, it's certainly not wasted. It's out there. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Apple TV. It's on Tubi. It gets it's out there. We've had experience reacting in it and filmmaking. Do I, I mean, we've met a lot of good actors. I've connected with. I, and you, know, you learned a lot. You learned a lot how to do things faster and smoother and quicker and. It, Exactly, efficiently, and with no budgets, and so it's your training courses, right? It's your apprenticeship, so nothing is ever wasted. But you get to a point where you just have to crank up the speed with things and be pro more prolific. And even though you've not got the money, say, so right, we'll have to try and find a way to be more prolific without any money. And let, you know, because the main thing you've got to build a community, if you build a community, then it makes it much easier to do these things, you know, right, as right. you know, as you know. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you agreed maybe because I, I spoke to you before I was going to end it as well. You agreed as well, really, didn't you? It did. It ran its course. It, it, it ran its course, but it could have been bigger, it could have been better, but we just didn't have the funding for it. And that's as simple as that. There was just no money in it, and there's no money to be made in it. Yeah. To yeah. make, there's no money coming in to make each episode better and better. So it was just staying at the constant. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to you have to take up a level with a crime thing. Yeah, because yeah, right. if the characters are going to grow, they're going to get a nightclub. Well, if you don't get a nightclub, they end up get a shit little fucking bar somewhere. Then, <laughs> then it's going to turn into only fools and horses, where they constantly aspire to be um, a, a crime lord and the criminals, and they're still fucking here. You know what I mean? Then, right. And then it becomes a bit farcical comedy, you know. Um, but I think, like you says, it ran its course. You got all what you could get out of it. You couldn't get any more out of it unless there was money put yeah. into it. There was a big yeah. investment, which wasn't going to happen for it. Whereas, again, when you're doing a feature, you're doing a feature that's 90 minutes long. So you make a feature and you shoot the feature over a few weeks and you use that feature if you want to try and go and get another big film made. But it's a different what's hard that your film's made these days. So the actual feature's easy to do. But when you're making a series, you're constantly making, spending money. You're constantly getting other episodes. You're constantly having to spend more. You know, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a game that has to it demands more money, and then you have to get a cut off point and say no, I need to do this. And for me personally, I want to play other characters as well. I'm sure you do as well. Aye, aye. Is that why you brought up a new concept, a new sort of thing that you're going to uh, experiment on over the next few months? Yeah, there's this thing called uh, Mad World, which is, uh, I've always liked anthology stories where, you know, because anthology stories, you can do 30 minute stories and they can be shorter as well, but they're normally about 30 minutes. And each story is, uh, well, that's why it's an anthology. Each story is a different, completely different story, completely different characters. So if you want to do a crime, you want to do a horror, you want to do a psychological thriller, you want to do, um, the only one thing that threads them together that, these sort of stories have got to be cranked up to 11 in the sense that you're coming into your characters. Um, the inspiration is obvious. Fucking mad world. Where did the inspiration come from? We're in a pretty fucking mad. The world's always been mad, but it seems a little bit more fucking pumped up at the moment, especially in the UK. So I go with that. I don't want to keep making stuff. I, I don't want to be a preachy filmmaker, but I've always, I've came for the generation of the 70s and the 80s and the 90s where if you were listening to bands, they always made a social commentary very subtle. Because the music movement was always the movement of the youth with music. So I always wanted to do work. It's no preachy. I don't want to be fucking Ken Loach. I love Ken Loach, but I don't want to. But I want to do stuff. The horror genres get great for that. I want to do stuff where you can say something about the world, but at the same time it's wrapped in the genre, and it's wrapped in dark humour, it's wrapped in... So that's the reason for Mad World. And also, then you, it's like you just talked about before. 
we don't have to keep cranking up letting crime law because they've got to build a criminal empire so we've got to get a big fucking nightclub as a permanent set we've got to get all this and these different stories we can start off with just little tiny stories and if they grow then the budget can got 500 quid more up five do you know what i mean Aye. Um, as that grows i you can pump more into different episodes but like yeah yeah you could have a five thousand episode quid episode but you can then go back to an episode that costs fucking 500 quid do you know what i mean yeah 50 pounds you, know. you can have an episode that doesn't cost that and like yeah i think you said you it can, before just walking around with your phone and telling a story yeah through a phone you can you can shoot a film on a dslr you can shoot on a phone you can shoot different styles you can shoot different genres and and just have fun with it and, and so can shoot and it's not it's called crime world it's no uh, sorry it's called mad world it's not called fucking mad scotland i mean that's a spin-off probably um so you can shoot in other if it grows then i've got other stories set you know the rest of the uk or good stories set in america if it does grow so it's to, it's um just to have to do different characters to do different stories because i've got a lot of stories in me i just Trying to get off the train of crime all this, I've not just got one story in me. Do you know what I mean? I it gives you a lot more freedom. Yeah. This way. We have so yeah. many different stories and genres where the crime lord was just solely just crime lord and that's it. You are stuck and you had to stay on that course. You couldn't come off of that course. It was just it, it yeah. start wanting to make his mark. And that's no I don't want to just be known for that. And again, look, look, if you're in breaking bad. If you're doing the Sopranos with multi-million yeah, pound films I... and you're plugged into a contract for seven years to do this, it's a great fucking problem we have because you're getting huge amounts of money. The whole world has seen it. But when you're doing it with a tiny no-budget thing, your life is short. You're not making any money for it. You want to do other things. You want to do other things if you're plugged into a big major series. But the, 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 the payoff is you get a big fucking paycheck and you're becoming well-known for other stuff. Like so... So you have to have a cut-off point with micro-budget things, do you know what I mean? But, you know. So we uh, we started the first one. How how do you feel about getting that in the can, the very first one for your mad world? Well, we shot, I said to you um, a few weeks ago, I said, like, you want to do the first one? Um, and I thought, We'll start off with absolutely no money at all. And I thought, okay, no money at all. I don't even want to get another actor in it. You know, I says, well, okay, Stevie, you might play this character. Um, so I thought, it's your, it's your character in a city, on a phone, talking to people. You've got a problem to solve that day, etc." And then I says to you, in fact, I always say to you, you know, remember years ago, I says to you, I used to come through Central Station with big fucking bags. That's right. With, big, I... with the cameras and the lights. And I says, one day I'll come through this station with a bag this size, a fucking briefcase, and all the kits in there. And that was the first time we did it the other day, you know. Aye, well, just, just that briefcase. And how did you find with the lighter uh, uh, load? Well, remember I brought in, in last week, we shot two days. So last week I brought the DSLR because I was still where I should shoot the DSLR. And I brought the Aye, smartphone with right. the add-on stuff. And I brought, so the first day it was like maybe shooting DSLR. So I started shooting the smartphone with you um, and the iPhone 13 Pro. And look, I've always said to people, don't let anything hesitate if you shoot a movie. If you've got a smartphone, shoot a fucking smartphone. If you've got DSLR. And that's all right very well because some people will say, oh, well, you've got a smartphone, you're shooting a good kit and all that, whatever. And it's like, well, this is a chance for me to say, well, I'm, 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 I'm creatively picking the smartphone to shoot this film. 
It's not because I've no got us. You know, I'm going. I'm going to shoot. There's no point you say do that. Well, okay, I'll shoot this in the fucking smartphone. So when I started shooting you the other last week, and I was shooting, um, and we were shooting so fast, and we'd done that scene within fucking minutes almost, and we were going through half the day, and half the film was done. It's like no, I just want to keep shooting this. That was so you know. easy. And we were going into places. We went into um, a mall. The, the the where did we go into one of those furniture stores? That's right, in John Lewis. John Lewis, when any John Lewis, because you're walking about trying to come up with an idea for something, you've only got a few hours to solve a fucking problem and you get distracted. So I just say to you, sit on that fucking couch over there and you sit on the couch looking as if you're in a living room and then we pull back and we see you're in John Lewis and nobody's looking at us, you know. Or if they are looking at us, they think I'm just falling about an influencer. Stevie's Aye, uh, <laughs> just, taking the, just taking a photograph. You wouldn't even Aye. know if we were shooting a film on Glasgow that day. And if anybody stopped it to say, well, I'm, I'm shooting my, my um, th this man's a YouTuber, he's got five million YouTube fucking followers. <laughs> so if you if you want to lose the opportunity to advertise it here, it's still be on you, you know, how to come up with shit like that. Do you know what I mean? And people do look, they look like that's just some fucking YouTube video or nobody right. gives a shit, which is great, right. you know. Um, in fact, I'm sure some little shots in here. So we've got the freedom. Um, it's, look, it doesn't even... We, exper no, we experimented. We actually met up the week before we were going to do it and we decided yeah. we just said fuck it let's go out and make a shy film and see what happens <laughs> so I, because, said, I, I never really had the script together I say it's like you're going about the city you've got a problem to solve in a few hours and you're like right okay and normally you, you go right it doesn't matter let's just do that but I, but I'm still a, I'm still a firm believer in having a script you know aye of course aye. you've got so to have structure really, in the script it wasn't really a script struggling I was still struggling. I with the force concept that you were thinking of. Aye. You, you couldn't so, get it. Aye. Yeah. No, sorry, so, keep going. Aye, so when I was saying to you, and you were a bit, okay, is it, well, what if it fucks up? No, well, it's okay if it fucks up because we don't spend any money on this. It's experimental. It's the one of those 70s films in New York. It's experimental, right? So we can fuck up. So we agreed on the end when we left and said, you says, okay, good, good. We're making a shite film. Aye. <laughs> making a shite film, that's right. So the, press is, on, but, so the but within a few days, I come back to you with a script much more solid because I, I don't want to make a shite film, <laughs> you know. Aye, no, exactly. Yeah. Aye. But the idea was there just to experiment and go out and make it. But then, because we says that, we relaxed a bit. Yeah. The ideas came, and then exactly. it was no longer making a shite film because yeah. there was no yeah. there was no pressure on making a great film. Yeah. Yeah. But if you've got the story and the concept within the script, then you can improvise around that as well, which we did. Because we, and, and you know, and what, you know, look, normally a lot of script, you've no money, you set it in the one place, right? But because of these portable cameras today, then let's use the, if we're in the city characters, then let's use the backdrop as we're, as we're, you know, we're placed. Let's use the bars as well. Well, you normally kind of do that because you need to go in and still get permission to shoot the bar. You still need permission to shoot the tube. You still need permission. We know we've done it. We went in the bars yeah. in the past and we were going to shoot with the DSLR and people go, well, wait a minute. Some would let us, some wouldn't, you know. Right. Um, or some, you know. We even went into the university in Glasgow and shot in there without anybody even asking us what we're doing. Exactly. And the quality looks great. You know, the quality is so much more different these days better than it was a few years ago so yeah so we shot that in a couple of days to be honest we could probably have shot that in a day um when i was thinking about it because see if we shot at nine in the morning um and we'd finished at like 10 at night I'm oh yeah we could have easily done it 
We could probably we could have, have done it. Done it says, we've day. got to do this. So in the future, some other stories that I might work with some actors or yourself, whatever, we might schedule a, and saying, right, let's, you know, because the more that we can be efficient with these, the more films can go out. And that's the whole point, right. you know. Um, so what was your experience? I, I mean, it wasn't such a big, perfect, you know, it's quite difficult to do a film when you've not got an actor opposite you. What do you think? Right. You know, you know. It's like that. Just experiment and see how yeah. it comes out. Try it. Just try it and see how you get on. So, what did you, what did you feel with the speedy? Do you feel it was? I, sometimes I felt it's like that was too easy because you know because well that used to sit up the camera and you know. And that's that's why I kept asking you: Is that it? Do we need to do it again? Do we have enough? And yeah. it's like no, that was it. It was like, it's like sure, like that's it done. <laughs> but like that scene would normally take four, times yeah, four hours long. and it's done in fifteen minutes. Aye, yeah, crazy. Yeah, absolutely yeah. crazy. Hey, and I still move fast with DSLRs. I, I still don't Aye. fuck about. But, Aye, it's moving fast with the DSLR, but then yeah. the speeds that, yeah, the freedom that you had just doing it on the mobile phone. Yeah. I mean, I think there was one bit in the, the, the shopping mall, you're looking over the edge as if you're going to jump, and I went down to get a shot of you looking down, and then I pulled out the camera, and then... It was done in one take, and it, well, that's it. Just move on, but like thirty seconds, you know. Aye, we're, we're it, trying to abide the security. Yeah, straight for security. But then, I, I, when I was walking back up, I went, "No, I need to do that again." I looked at it again. I need to do that again because that was too fast. That's me just fucking dialing in. And I looked and go, "No, that's that." <laughs> do you know what I mean? Sometimes you think if you're no doing takes again, or you're not moving other stuff, or you're not moving, the, you know, I think you don't look, have it. Yeah. But when you're inside, you're going to be setting up lights and stuff like that. Um, when you're out in a city, but we shot in bars and we used the natural light, and the natural light was really good in the phone. And it wouldn't be that way in the DSLR, you know. The no, DSLR, a lot of them still need you still need decent light, you know. So that was uh, so I, I enjoyed it anyway. I enjoyed, you know. It made no difference to me because I was just doing the acting anyway. You were doing all yeah. the shooting, you were doing all the, the planning, where I was just yeah. doing the acting, but I didn't have. Any time to sit about and wait for you. It was just like on to the next one, on to the next one. There was no yeah. waiting for setups because the setup was just turning the phone on and shooting Aye. on the phone. Aye. No setups, no nothing. And just is it, in fact, we were almost, I've always said this. I remember seeing an interview with Mark Scorsese and Paul Schrader years ago, and they were talking about did they ever think filmmaking will get to the stage of like being an artist where you think something and then you shoot it almost like a painter? And I swear to God, that's what I was starting to feel the other day because I says to you, and I gave you some improvisation lines because you're, you're trying to come up with an idea for a book or something, right? And you're trying to get inspiration and you're saying, I need to get more drunk, I need to go to a bar. Maybe I should do some drugs. Wait, I need to get a drug dealer in Glasgow. Where did I get a drug dealer in Glasgow? Or I fucking throw it up, you find a drug dealer. Oh, I need to get some acid because the Beatles were inspired by acid. And then, so you, you said those lines, it just came out, you said those lines, and I said, let's go and shoot here in the alley. I want you to have a quick acid trip. <laughs> I no, mean, it was a funny, funny little bad. bat. That, that, was, that was done in a moment. And, aye, you know, aye. whereas, you, can, you know, but you can only do experimental stuff like that in the moment when uh, you've no money, in a way, because you're no, because if people give you money, you go, right, this, how's this going to work, you know? Um, no, I know you. If, the, if there was money on it, aye, we'd, we'd, it would have been done differently. For sure. Yeah, and it, we'd probably get more people, probably take more time. The money would have been spent on the people and everything else. And don't get me wrong, 
I want to get budget so these can go up because we can't keep the same budget because we need other actors and then you pay actors and stuff. So you've got to still go to the basics, you know. Yeah. But, um, but I probably, time, yeah. For the time being, shooting like this to to get a few yeah. of them on the mad worlds. Uh, exactly. It's yeah. probably the best way to do it. Well, that's what I'm going to do with the next. Yeah. I then once you've got so many, you'll probably then want to bring in the funds, bring in some more money to make them better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that people can see what we're trying to do, because it's not just about making a film. I mean, you're trying to build a universe, then you need a prolific amount of work going out there, because that's the way you build community, and then you need to do them with podcasts side by side and behind the scenes and stuff. So that's the kind of idea. Um, but it's like I said before, when that was the first time that I ever had all the kit inside a little briefcase and everything was there, nothing else. And if you're going to work with some actors, it's maybe no work with you and say, we're going to do this thing and you turn up, you've just got a fucking briefcase to go, what the fuck's this? You know? <laughs> Whereas no, at, least if, at least if they see this film, they see the stories, because it doesn't matter what the fuck you shoot on, and we know that. It does not matter what the fuck you shoot on. It's about the story and the characters and that. If that whether you're shooting a Panavision camera or whether you're shooting a phone, if the story's not working, it's not working. Do you know what I mean? But this gave us a lot of freedom, you know? Um, so you you started, we started, well, you started off coming out of two or three suitcases full of equipment, equipment yeah, down yeah. into just the small briefcase yeah. that you had there at the weekend. So what equipment are you going to, are you, going, are you looking forward to having in the future? Um, where's, I'm this, not, where's this going to lead? The, 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 the to, to, me, to me, the technology, is, the technology is just a tool to tell the story. Um, you know what I'm like over the years. It's not the it's not the Probably tools. It's, yeah. You also talked about from the briefcase. Then you want to have a, a studio or something someday. Yeah. You, you mentioned something like that. <laughs> well, the idea is for me. I've always um, there's an ambition. It doesn't matter if I make small films, big films. It doesn't matter if I fucking won an Oscar one day, which is highly unlikely because I don't give a fuck anyway. Um, it doesn't matter. It's all geared towards one thing. It's having a studio. Having a studio space with interchangeable sets that I can do all this, you know, whether it's Mad World stories, other stories as well. And if you base all your films in a studio and you get, you know, your social stuff there and streams and podcasts going out every day and behind the scenes, you're going to build a community. What you don't do is, though, is you don't get money for a studio and then you, you try and create things without an audience. Because that's what years ago that people did. I mean, Francis Ford Coppola is my favorite, one of my favorite directors in the world, and he collapsed his studio. In the late 70s, we a film called One From The Heart. After Apocalypse Now, he bought a few films, a film studio in LA with sound stages and everything, and he and he made One From The Heart and a musical, and he built Las Vegas in the studios, a fake Las Vegas, and it went over. It's, like, it's on YouTube, you need to watch it. It's on YouTube, he built Vegas in these studios. I'll have a look it's, at that, eh? It's a great story on YouTube. But it was his, uh, he admitted his time, it was his megalomania time when it just became it. The budget went to 40 million, which was a lot back then. And the two people in it was Terry Garr and Frederick Forrest, they were only stars. So that doesn't justify a budget. So it just got bigger and bigger. And then the movie bombed, you know, um, and so he lost his studio, you know. So, you know, he was based and riding on a studio. Robert Rodriguez did it right. Um, that's why Coppola had to do all these other movies because they pay off the debt. So I thought he'd done Dracula with the Outsiders. Robert Rodriguez done the right thing. Robert Rodriguez got a studio and he churned out movies. But the point I'm trying to make is I'm not, I'm not trying to get Pinewood Studios or get studios that size. I'm talking about 10,000, 20,000 square feet in the next five, eight years. I could die tomorrow, nah, want- but I could, I could be living until I'm 80, you know. So it's, uh, it's, going, you can- it's going back to that. You want to, like, you, 
fair enough. He can shoot over a small briefcase, but you also want to have a base. You want to have like yeah, proper equipment because and all that in, the next, in one spot in, one day. In the next few years, the technology will be so much in the way it is at the moment that you can actually create all these worlds in the studio. So years ago, if you just created a studio, a film studio, right, then you have to take the films and you have to take the cinema and you have to find the audience. Now the audience will come straight to the studio through streaming and through all these podcasts. And they'll probably right. be more into a studio getting built, watched behind the scenes. So you're building your audience. So when you made the film, it goes direct to your audience. And then, like I told you before, I've got an idea for people who can come to the studio and, and there's, a, there's a world in there at some periods and they can dress up in events. So the events also fund the studio, overheads of the studio. So the idea is to create, the only way you're going to get to that level if you build a, a prolific amount of content, not making a film every year, it's going to be hard to build an audience. You have to build the way that YouTubers do. Like Mr. Beast is putting, you know, YouTubers that are putting out four videos a fucking week. But they can do that because it's only YouTube videos and right. they don't have actors, they don't have sets. I'm trying to make fiction films, so I still need actors. So I have to micro-size everything and be prolific so that I can try and build in the way that a YouTuber does and build an audience. Because if you build an audience, that's you. You can start to fund films because you sell posters and T-shirts and merchandise and experiences. and you know. It's all about the numbers. It's all about getting the numbers. It is, because there's people on there that are selling fucking you know, branded bananas to people because they've got 5 million YouTube followers. People will buy, you know, I don't want to sell anything. People want to sell good quality stuff, but you still need an audience. Do you know what I mean? Um, but if the, if the studio, studio never happens, at least I'm dying making films and they'll call myself want to be a filmmaker. I'm doing it. Right. You know, same as you're doing it, you're not, you're not talking about acting, you're acting. You know, it might be smaller Aye. films, but you're still doing it. You know I'm, I mean? not, I'm not waiting for the fucking scripts to come in there. The yeah. for the next big monster yeah. food, uh, blockbuster. No, I yeah. just go and do it. And usually the people that do things end up, people then end up giving them fucking offers. You know, I mean, Ricky Gervais said that he'd never be a fucking actor if he just tried acting work. He only had because he created The Office or there's many actors. Stallone created his own opportunities. Billy Bob Thornton created his own, you know. Um, but then if you get a team of people, an ensemble of people like me working with yourself, the way John Kaz Casavetti's done it, then you find people that are into what you're doing and they it's all part because you can't make films on your own, obviously. So it's part of your right. team. But it take in my journey along the way with you on this, you you know, we've worked with many actors and we go, they'd be great later for this and they'd be great later That's for right, that. Right. And you want to bring them back. Aye, so right. with some like Mad World, I can bring them back because there's right. so many different in Crime Lord, they may have been fucking killed before. And we kind of bring them back to episode 22. That's maybe not going to exist, which it didn't, you know. So in this, it can be... And like I said before, somebody might discover, might, might like the seventh film that's made and haven't seen all the ones before or all the ones that, but they like that seventh one and they might go back. So that's the beauty of this, you know, the idea of this, you know. And you also mentioned as well that you you don't have to be the actor, the writer, the director anymore. Other people can come in and... Yeah. Get other I mean, actors, get other actors, get other... Well, look, uh, look at this. Well, here's the thing, here's the thing. You know, I started doing all my own stuff, writing, directing, doing sound and everything because I could rely on myself with no money, right? When If I had to get an editor, then it was going to cost me money, I couldn't do the film. When I shot in America, I was relying on the camera guy there and I fell out with him. It didn't work, right? 
So I learned to shoot the camera in two days. So since then, I learned to do the camera. Um, but look, if I was working with budgets one day, I want the best camera guy. I want the best production designer. I want the best team around me. But until then, you have to learn to do it yourself. But on Mad World, I have to get these first ones going first. Um, in fact, there's a, a filmmaker I really admire the other day I spoke to. He'd be interested in writing one of them, you know. But I said, well, let me get the first few so that you can see the model, you know. Um, and Aye. then I would probably bring in some people to direct some later, but I want to make sure that it's up and running first, you know. Right, yeah. I, I just I brought it down the line. Well, well, you are actually the other day. I says, do you, do you want to do the second one? Because I says, I'm because I'm fucking cheap like you, so so Aye. I'm gonna I'm gonna act in one because I don't have to pay an actor, right? So I says the second one's gonna stand me. Okay, I've got a couple of camera people I could get. Um, then I says, well, do you want to do? Do you want to direct it? Do you want to fucking do the camera? You know. Because um, I've worked with you for years, you know how it works, so we can trust each other. Um, so, yeah. I said, yeah, I'll do the next one, aye. We're going to reverse roles in the next one. Yeah, um, and then I've got some other actors that we worked in Crime World I'm going to bring back in um, and then keep it going. And then, look, if I get the model gone and it gets to the sixth episode and it's working, then I'll start bringing in some other people that want to be involved in terms of... Um, not so much very specific people to do with the writing because for me, it's, I've got to do the writing. It's almost like those guys that done number nine, they write everything they do, everything themselves. And they don't, ah, you, you know, know I, 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 you know, and some of these stories are really fucking out there that some people probably wouldn't want to write because they're still thinking in the terms of maybe the BBC or whatever. This is right. Some of these are going to go right off the fucking radar that they're going to go underground. Some of them that, that are so kind of violent and so, but there's a point to them today. That I probably wouldn't even get on television, you know. So right. um, that I want to do, but but as you go along and you see some people, you go, "Well, they'd be great for that if they want to do this." So, um, but directing wise is more if the script is there, the directing is and the, the and the shooting of the cameras. I'm more happy to get that across to somebody I trust, like yourself, you know. Because if I'm acting, this is what people don't think me. Somebody. Um, uh, I don't get many acting offers mainly because I'm doing one thing. But over the years, I always think, well, maybe people think because I'm a filmmaker, I maybe try and take over a fucking film. <laughs> but it's the opposite. I lo I'd love to be just no. That's why it's like you said the other day, you direct it. I don't want to know nothing about the fucking shooting or whatever. Although if you say to me, David, I'm stuck here. Which I, I'm, I'm, there. I'm there. I'm there. Right. Um, and uh, if you've got a fucking shot down here, say, Steve, what are you doing? Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, we're just rolling with it and we're rolling with it with no money. Because um, if you're going to wait, because remember I said to you, you should maybe try a Kickstarter. <clears throat> um, but I don't think I, I should just try and do a first few with it and then maybe yeah, try a Kickstarter. You know. I, too early. Let, let, let it happen first. Let the, a wee bit of progress in it and then where people can see where, oh, aye, that's, that's well, really well, somewhere. I'm going to try to do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and then I'll, I, right. I'll try, to turn, try and take it to another level, you know. Um, because again, look, funding these things when it's a serial is quite difficult because again, if you're making a shot and you make the shot, you try and show a festival or the industry or a, try to get into BAFTA, you're spending a year on the shot, you're spending just a few thousand quid and you're putting all your time and energy into that. But when you're making films constantly, you're constantly making films. So you're constantly putting money into them. It's not the same as a feature or right. a shot. So you've got to build it with nothing. It gets to the point, it gets to the audience that if the audience is a few thousand and they give two bucks each, then then the, the budget can go up to two grand a film. Then if there's more audience, the budget can go to ten grand because there's a thousand. To the level, I'm not trying to get to the level of Mr. Beast. Well, 
You still there, Stevie? I think Steve's powers went. Um, <laughs> so I just keep talking um, that was... until he comes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lin Linda was following me, so everything just went blank. All oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> That's all right, man. Yeah. Says, Linda, I won't be. I'll be here when it's we're just, done. And we're just wrapping up anyway. We're just wrapping up. We're just wrapping up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to get to the level of Mr. Beast, who Mr. Beast is the biggest YouTuber in the world, and each video that he makes, he's got three million dollars to play with. If I could just get a fraction of that, you know, that each video we've got is a few thousand quid, then, uh, and build it up to get to the level, then that's the goal with us, really. Um, and it's really showed me starting it off, you know, um, you know, and uh, so yeah. Any actors watching this? Actors ask me a lot about stuff like this. But some actors say, well, David, um, I sent you stuff for years, but I don't think that some actors realise that because we've been doing Crime Lord for years, there's been actors sending me stuff for years and years and years I want it to work with. And oh, bloody, quite a lot. There's hundreds, you know. And I don't mean that. I'm Mr. Fucking Nobody here because it's like, you know, what's it like when somebody's got a big, huge film? Um, and I still appreciate that. But I, but maybe in something like this, I can get to work with more actors, do you know what I mean? Right, um, right. no doubt, I doubt this will bring in more. And I even get people send me stuff, can I be a runner, can I be this? And it's like, don't seem to realise how micro-sized these are, you know. Maybe because they don't look small, but that's the that's the point, is to try and make things that look like stories that doesn't matter what the budget is, you know. You no. know? But um, if any actors, that, yeah, any actors, I still take, but if any actors, there's a, there's a section on the, the, the Mad World website that says casting, and it's better to put your details in there because then that gives me a file that I can then file wherever anybody comes from, Scotland, US, wherever. Because there's also, there's also going to be actors in this on their phones because we did that in Crime Lord. Aye, that's right. Could send like a, a video we, recording of themselves. We had we people in the US been in, you know, in, in little roles. Um, they were paid roles right enough. That was people that supported the project to give them a little role in the phone, you know, and my long-term supporters. So, um, yeah, if anybody's watching this, Every if they want to get a party, want to get a credit, a poster, every single Steve will tell you, every single five quid counts. You know, yeah, it gets, it, it, um, especially when you only get paid in fucking pints. So that's a pint of lager. The point is, I was good payment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind getting paid in a pint. Um, that's the thing. It's uh, I don't expect payment from this, but other actors will. I've got my source of income. This is a hobby for me. So. But, uh, well, uh, this, but this is the, this is the thing I keep saying. I, I always used to pay the actors something, as you know, over the years. So aye, of course, some, aye. Some actors don't even get the fares to get there, which I totally understand, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, when uh, um, so over the years, because you've got your own business, then you don't rely on oh, I need to get a job in acting when I need to aye, pay the rent. Aye. You're paying your rent. You're paying your rent away from acting. Aye, so you, you actors, aye, there is actors you, that needs money to pay their yeah, rent. Yeah, but what I'm aye. saying is. I probably ended up working with you more because of that, and you ended up more because if you says I've got to pay you, you'd probably be onto some other actor, or whatever. It's probably that probably fucking helped. Probably, know. I can't. But what I'm trying to do, if I can get money on these, where it's just you pay the actors the basics, you give them something. Um, Aye, but of course, yeah. The thing is, the thing is, um, the thing is, the role as well. Because look at it this way: actors have said to me, "Look, what? Even if I get paid the full amount on a film that you're doing, it's only for a day shoot or two days shoot." That's not even paying my fucking rent. So if I'm involved, I've got to be involved because I like the character or I like the story. Yeah. And I, am, I, I get my money for another acting gig, you know, um, which is the way that Hollywood actors work as well. They do little independent films because they make their money elsewhere in the bigger films, you know. So, but um, 
the main thing is that you you know we do shoot these pretty efficient and fight pretty fast and 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 if an actor's involved with it, they know they're going to get the film. It's going to be out there pretty soon, you know, because we're Crime Lord. We're still on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, it's on Tubi. It's in 84 territories across the world. So Mad World is still going to get out there as well. You know, that's the main thing, you know. Right. So, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I just thought we'd jump on because we don't talk much. I know you're no great at these, and you, you know, but... No, I, I hate so them. I, 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 I fucking hate them. <laughs> I know you do. But I say, it's not fucking Stevie, you need to come on and talk. <laughs> Right, because right. there's a lot, there's a lot of people asked over the years about you because we've seen, they've seen Crime Lord and stuff. So uh, well, I've I just, survived, I've survived. I just, I just said, even get your ass on here and ask me some fucking questions so that we can talk about the project because it's all, you know, it's you're such a huge part of this because you've been memory for years. You're not just an actor. You've been, you know, I couldn't have done a lot of these without you. So, right. um, so it's helped just talking about it. So yeah, I've started these podcasts again. This one's with Steve. I've got another one with James Price, which is a. Uh, well, by the time you see this, it's been it because I'm putting it today. This will be going out tomorrow or the next day, um, and a few others. And uh, hopefully, um, Julie Pacino maybe next week. Al Pacino's daughter's a filmmaker, and with her schedule works out, she said she'd do it. So just keep doing them, make the films, get out there. Um, any last words, Stevie? You know, I know I've done most of the talking. I'm gabby to gabby. No, I think you, you know. filled it. I think I think I've we've covered. I yeah. think we're good. And if uh, Spielberg's watching or Matt Scorsese's watching, are you up for parts? Is it just for the hobby or are you open to parts? I'm definitely open to parts, I Because <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy doing it. It's a hobby. You never, you never know who's watching, you know. It's like... The grass is not growing yet, so I have to do something. <laughs> That's right, you've got a grass cutting business and it starts again. No, like like garden, 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 actually. Yeah, 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 garden business, yeah. So, I, so anybody watching, I want to give me some work. I, I'm happy to take it on. Okay, well, let's wrap it up there. Um, and thanks to everybody. If you get any, you've not got any, you, you, you're not big on social, you, you want me to promote any links or anything, you know? If you want to put it on it, but uh, it goes onto my social for others to see, but I'm barely on it. I'm hardly on it. So it's for yeah, others yeah. they want to say, ah, that's fine. No, post links and things like that, all you want. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, any any I, fan mail just directed through me, I'll get it, Stevie. Just, aye, aye, just do it. <laughs> I know, I need to really get on social media more. But I used to do hey. it all the time, years ago, but then over the last five, six years, I just stopped doing it. The thing is that this is what I keep saying, though, and you, you've heard me saying it all, that if, if two actors come towards you and the two of them are equally great and the other one doesn't give too much of it social and the other one is promoting their career in social. It's the one in social is getting the role. The only exception I, the only exception is you and me because I've worked with you for years and so that's never going to change. But with most with every other actor, you have got to be on they've got to be on social, you know, and yeah, you're not pushing yourself out there for other work, so it makes sense. I, you know, I, it works I, it works for you. Do you know what I mean? It works for you. You know. I, um but yeah you've got to actors have got to be out there, you know. But uh, anyway, let's wrap it up. Um, in case the wife tries to get through in the phone again as well, I know the whole thing just went blank. Yeah, I had to swipe it off. Um, and, and I'm going to go offline. Now keep it on for a second, Stevie. After we go off, um, and thanks, thanks, thanks for everybody that's watched that. And if you want to follow, and thanks, Steve. Really appreciate you coming on because I know you know you know these are hard for you, these things. You know, I appreciate it. I've got to be honest. Get it and out thank. Of 
Thanks for everybody that watched it. And uh, if you're interested in Mad World, check out the links of the links in this video, wherever it is, YouTube, um, on Apple, Spotify, everywhere else. So thanks a lot, folks. Cheers. Mate, cheers.